It's all about how do you create a forever company? How do I create something that's going to outlast anyone here and be able to serve smart, curious, engaged, engaging, interested, interesting citizens way down the road? Hello, and welcome to the interview. I'm Ada McLaughlin, the editor-in-chief of Mediaite. My guest this week is Mike Allen, the co-founder of Axios and a famed Washington, D.C. reporter. Mike Allen launched Axios in 2017, and it made a mark with smart brevity reporting and an ambitious plan to reinvent local news. Axios was just bought by Cox Media for a hefty $525 million. Before Axios, Mike Allen turned Politico into a powerhouse of DC reporting with his prolific early morning newsletter, Playbook. I called up Mike Allen on Thursday to discuss the industry, his prolific career, and the future of Axios. Mike, thanks so much for coming on the show. Aiden, thanks for having me. So Axios, the media company that you co-founded, just sold to Cox Media for a very impressive $525 million. Congratulations on the deal. How are you feeling about it? Thank you. We're very excited about it because Aiden, it makes lots of great things possible. So Axios, the media company, our reason we get up in the morning is to make people smarter, faster about topics changing the world, topics shaping the next five to 10 years. And having Cox Enterprises, which is such a great partner, like share so many passions, is going to make it possible for us to do that for more people in more ways. So we're super excited about the road ahead. Tell me about Cox. It's It has a long history in media, doesn't it? They have turned out to be an amazing partner. And Aiden, their backstory is they go back to the late 1800s in Dayton, uh, someone who uh, uh, later became the governor of Ohio. Uh, their uh, founder bought what was then the Dayton Evening News was uh, uh, renamed as the Dayton Daily News. And like they became a massive media company. So they owned the Palm Beach paper and the Austin paper. And when I first came to DC, uh, Andy Glass and the Cox uh, Bureau, the Cox News Service uh, was uh, a big player. They later got out of most of the media companies that had been... Um, uh, that they put together since uh, founder uh, Governor James Cox uh, put it together. And uh, they have the Dayton paper and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. But they have journalism in their blood. Aiden, we went to Atlanta to spend some time with them. Uh, they've spent time uh, with us uh, up here. They were at our uh, Axios What's Next Summit that we had earlier this year. And we realized that their passion for trustworthy journalism, uh, very much aligned with our passions. And so they were able to acquire a forward-looking company that's a great business, that has great journalistic values. And uh, so it turns out to be an amazing fit. So in the last few years, Axios has expanded beyond the, the punchy political reporting and the newsletters that really put the website on the map. Now Cox is pouring millions into Axios to help it expand the, the business even further. What does the future of Axios look like? Yeah, thank you. So uh, our uh, passions, and I'll just walk through a couple of our different um, uh, buckets, but our overall passion is bringing trustworthy, efficient, 
journalism to people who want serious coverage. So the Axios brand promise is we won't waste your time and we won't insult your intelligence. And there's very few places that get that sweet spot. And that's what we aim to do across all our coverage, starting with uh, Axios, uh, the media company, and our original topics of business tech media politics, which is now expanded to China and space and the future of work and cryptocurrency and cybersecurity and healthcare and energy and across the many topics that you need to navigate the modern world. Then second, and something that we're super excited about, and Aiden, I think this is a, a passion that you share, is Axios Local, which is now in 24 cities around the country. Uh, number 25, San Antonio, is coming up. And what sets Axios Local apart from anything else that's out there is we have reporters in these cities who are from these cities. We don't hire people elsewhere and send them to Columbus or Des Moines or Austin or Denver or the Twin Cities. We have colleagues who join us from those cities whose job one is to write for those communities. So uh, every morning uh, there is an Axios Seattle and an Axios San Francisco and an Axios Boston and an Axios Miami um, written for those communities. And so this is neighbors writing for their neighbors. Job one for each of our Axios local teams is to engage the most interesting uh, people in their communities every morning to uh, uh, make sure that we're telling you what you need to know to navigate uh, your life uh, work uh, in those communities. And it's been super popular and, and in sort of a why it matters of it, to use a, a Axios axiom there, why it matters. <laughs> the why it matters of these is something that your organization does a great job of writing about is the breaking of trust that people have with national media for some very legitimate uh, reasons. Like there, there's been um, a gap in trust and you've seen it uh, just uh, grow. Um, but the idea behind Axios Local is, can we restore that trust where you live, right? That if you see that we're covering your mayor and your NFL and your bagel shop and your school board in a way that is trustworthy and useful uh, to you, then hopefully you'll trust uh, Axios on other topics that, that, that we can uh, write for you on, on markets or uh, on space or on China or cryptocurrency. So that's the big idea is to is establish a relationship with people in these communities and then serve them across their information uh, needs. A crazy stat that I just uh, ran across that I, I texted uh, Jim Vandehei. This is a, uh, who's our uh, Axios CEO and my co-founder along with uh, Roy Schwartz, who's the president of Axios. This is a Knight Foundation uh, stat that uh, just came out. Um, in They asked people, are you more likely to trust a local news organization or a national news organization? And spoiler, by 17 points, people more, were more likely to trust reporting from a local news organization as opposed to national coverage. So that's the bond that we're trying to establish.
It's almost like when you ask people whether they approve of Congress, the approval ratings are always in rock bottom below zero. But if they approve of their particular congressman or congresswoman, the approval is much higher. What I find interesting about Axios Local is that you, you know, despite being one of the most prominent digital media figures, you are a renowned fan of local print newspapers. As am I, I, I used to work for the Daily News before I came to Media. I, do, do you still buy, read, gift every local national print paper you can get your hands on? I'm more digital, but you're right that uh, my heart and my life and my experience uh, came out of local news. My first uh, job out of school was with the Fredericksburg Freelance Star in Fredericksburg, uh, Virginia, <laughs> an hour south of D.C., um, I covered two rural counties, King George County and Westmoreland County. Uh, went out there every morning in my Tercel, uh, company issued uh, Tercel to, to hunt for news. And it was such a great way to learn the business because you were telling people's stories, connecting with people who weren't barraged by reporters like you would be if you were um, the Chicago, uh, Chicago alderman. These are people who were living their lives, and I was able to tell their stories for their uh, greater community. And then uh, after doing that, uh, I went to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, where I did everything. I was the night police reporter. That was my gig at the Daily News. Yeah, um, <laughs> in the heyday and uh, in the cop shack uh, of the Daily News. the uh, At the Richmond Times-Dispatch, my shift, which you'll relate to, was... 5.30 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. It's a little Oof. tough being a single guy in Richmond, Virginia with that uh, <laughs> schedule. I had, tr I had trouble in New York. I was, it was yes. midnight to 8 a.m. Uh, <laughs> uh, Touche. A, a lot of good stories in those uh, hours in New York. That's true. Yeah, you come to appreciate it. And then I moved on to real estate and uh, covering uh, colleges and uh, covering uh, business. And then eventually uh, the governor... And that's where I got uh, my political uh, 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 Jones and, and, and Bones was covering the uh, Virginia uh, politics and, and uh, races. But then um, just like quick point about why I'm so fascinated by and uh, so steeped in local news. Then I went to work for the Metro desk, the Washington Post and the New York Times. I eventually worked for the, the Post National desk, but I came to the Post uh, covering the city council in Alexandria and the county board in Arlington, Virginia, which is where I live and where uh, Axios's uh, uh, Virginia uh, office uh, is, and then uh, eventually covered Virginia politics. And then I went to New York where uh, I was in room nine for a while, which you will uh, appreciate covering, covering Mayor Giuliani, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, then uh, was in Hartford uh, in the state capitol uh, covering uh Connecticut news for the New York Times. So that's why I love the local news, care about how it's done. And we're very excited at Axios to be bringing quality, personality, insight to the local space where uh, just so much of that reporting muscle, so much of that human sensibility has sadly been lost in recent years. I was reading uh, the Times profile of you from years ago when you were at Politico. And it said that you harbor a deep fondness and knowledge of the newspaper industry that you might be helping to kill. Now, this was when you were at Politico. This is long before Axios and uh, Axios Local. Was that love of local news one of the drivers behind Axios Local 
And did you ever worry that it would hurt local newspapers? Axios Local is great for the local news ecosystem because we promote great coverage wherever uh, we are. So uh, just as in Axios AM, Axios PM, uh, the two newsletters that I do every day, the other newsletters that we have, Sneak Peek uh, in the evening on politics, uh, Ina Fried's uh, uh, morning newsletter on tech and healthcare and energy. Like we point our readers to worthy, ambitious coverage by others. So just today, there was an amazing uh, profile in The New Yorker by Adam Entos, who's a formidable uh, investigative reporter who I know going back to the days when he was at Reuters and he was uh, covering uh, President George W. Bush. But he did an amazing look inside the Biden family tree and came back with uh, walked graveyards, dug through archives, knocked in trailer parks, and came back with amazing Biden family history that even Bidens didn't know. So in my newsletter, Axios AM, under the headline, The New Yorker Climbs Biden's Family Tree, we pointed them to this great coverage, pointed out that the president has re relied on lore and oral tradition. Adam did the actual reporting. And at the end, I said, worthy of your time. And Axios, of course, means worthy in Greek. And so we're pointing our readers, saying that in all the stuff that's out there today, this is the one piece that's worthy of your time. And we do that now across 24 communities in America. So we help local news. And I can tell you the people in these communities are thrilled to have new voices, um, uh, new outlets, new platforms, um, re-engaging uh, in these communities with a with a healthy emphasis on the sort of what's next sensibility that courses all through Axios. So one of the reasons that we're excited about local news is that just as Washington, as Mediaite uh, covers very well, um, is so often broken. We've had a little spurt of uh, uh, action here, but that's not super common. Um, <laughs> mayors and governors are conducting some of those fascinating experiments in America. They're the ones that are doing experiments with, with drones. And uh, I went to uh, Arizona to try an autonomous uh, vehicle. I've uh, gotten a, a Chrysler minivan uh, that picked me up at a coffee shop and took me to a Target. And that was Arizona where that fascinating experiment is uh, going on. And so that's why we love uh, Axios uh, uh, Local. We have Axios Phoenix now. A funny story about the minivan that picked me up uh, and drove me to uh, the front door of the Target. I thought it might leave you sort of in the back. Of the... Oh, it, it can nail the front door? Yeah, no, this is Waymo. Great. And it was very impressive. It was peppy. It kept up with traffic. It turned against traffic. But I discovered there is a human involved. So I was alone in the back seat. Uh -huh. I took uh -huh. off my mask and this voice of God came on that said, if I didn't put my mask back on, they were going to delete my app. So uh, there, there is humans involved, but it was super impressive. And that's the kind of thing that's happening out in America, like beyond where you or I live. I want to go back a little bit. You left Politico in 2016, uh, along with Jim Vandehei and a few other top figures. Was it hard leaving a place that you had turned over the course of almost a decade into an institution? It was sad, of course, but uh, we're proud of Politico. And what we'd said from day one was 
that we were determined something that was sustainable, scalable, that would outlast us. And Politico, which has proven to be an awesome uh, business and awesome journalistic uh, force ever since then, some of the great journalists uh, in the country, in the world are at uh, Politico and its various um, uh, postings around the world. Uh, our determination was to make sure that it was in a, a solid place where it was going to be a forever force. And now we're doing the same thing with Axios, like as we talk about like like how we hope to expand, how we hope to grow with this new partner in Cox. It's all about how do you create a forever company? How do I create something that's going to outlast anyone here and be able to serve smart, curious, engaged, engaging, interested, interesting citizens way down the road. How did you and your co-founders come up with the idea for for Axios? What was that process like? Yeah, no, thank you. And that's a very uh, good question. And it's, it's super illuminating. The, the sensibility for Axios and our smart brevity format. So this is the efficiency. We're not going to waste your time. The, the germ of that idea was that Roy and Jim and I traveled around the world and talked to people like yourself, high-end information consumers, about what their pain points were in their news diet. And there were two things that we heard, whether we were talking to a college or talking to a nonprofit or talking to a student body leader or talking to somebody in academia. Like the two things that we heard again and again were one, there's just too much, the fire hose, right? And this was six, seven years ago, right? Um, but here was the other one. And this was the essential insight. People told us again and again, if I put something aside to read later, I never do. So our pockets fill up, our browser tabs open, um, but we don't go back unless it's the very special article in the New Yorker or the New York Times or the right. Uh, right. Atlantic. And so that's where the smart brevity format uh, had its uh, germ. That The idea was that, that every story would start as one screen on your iPhone, we give you the power to go deeper. There's lots of reporting behind that, but we will give you an efficient, illuminating, trustworthy, uh, clinical look at the news um, in uh, an efficient uh, format. We, you've seen the research. Uh, people spend like 20 seconds with any given piece of content, and we make sure that whatever time you spend with us is time well spent. That it's that it's spent. Uh, communicating a clear idea backed by reporting, backed by conversation, backed by life experience, uh, backed by context, backed by um, uh, research that you can go go deeper into. And people love that. People appreciate that, that we do the work for them, that we spend the time, do the reporting, do the thinking to hone the idea, and then we just put it there. And people gobble it up. Now, that smart brevity style of news has made Axios indeed very, very successful. It has its fair share of detractors, or at least it did at the beginning, I think, when it was first launched. There were skeptics. Do you see that smart brevity as the future of news, despite those detractors? What we say with at Axios is if it's long, it will be worth it. So when we have a long story that's worth it, we have ways to tell it. Nine right. times out of 10, right. 
an efficient way to tell the story is going to be the one that serves the audience best. We do everything around here, audience first. Like, like that's how the site was designed. That's how the company was designed. That's how we think about our stories, audience first. And it doesn't matter whether it's a live event or a virtual event or a podcast or a newsletter or a news story. What's best for the audience? And in those rare times when the best audience experience is one that takes its time, then we do. So Miriam Kramer, who writes Axios Space, traveled around the country for a year uh, talking with the first civilians who flew on SpaceX. And then we did an amazing podcast series, How It Happened, uh, based on that very ambitious uh, reporting. Uh, Bethany Allen, who writes Axios China, uh, did uh, uh, thousands of word uh, pieces about China's uh, uh, efforts to, to influence people in the United States. Like it was a long narrative. It was a great experience. We, it was worthy of your time. Uh, uh, Jonathan Swan and Zachary Basu, who at the very end of the Trump administration did the off the rails series of 10,000 words or more on the site. Also a podcast series. Impossible not to read every word of that too. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Aiden. And, you know, very recently, Jonathan Swan had amazing reporting about Trump 25, like what the there were much more specific and extensive plans for what uh, Trump would do if he got back in office than anybody knew. Uh, Jonathan did amazing reporting. Again, 10,000 words or more worth everyone. And so that's our thinking is that smart brevity serves you most of the time and it gives you back time for uh, that piece, that podcast uh, that's worthy of your time. You've had a hand in creating two of the most successful digital media startups of the 21st century. First Politico, now Axios. The news business has been such a graveyard over the last decade. You have you know, bloated print papers and magazines that failed to adapt. You had digital media startups like BuzzFeed and Vice that soared and then crashed. What do you think made Politico and Axios different? What do you think the secret is to creating a profitable media company today? A couple things uh, that uh, those two have in common, and then I'll talk about them uh, separately. So what they have in common is one thing that we've been very intentional about is building a great culture, making this the best place that you've ever worked. And our determination is we love for people to stay with us forever. But if we if they don't, our determination is that anybody who walks through these doors is better off when they leave, personally and professionally. And uh, I'm, you, you can see I'm in the newsroom at this moment, like, like it's my personal mission. Jim Vandehei, our CEO, Roy Schwartz, our president, like we personally work very hard to make sure that that is true. And so here at Axios, we have an incredible culture that's based on transparency, it's based on collegiality. It's based on a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Like, like all of those things make for a great place to work. It makes for great journalism. It makes for a great audience experience. And therefore, uh, it makes for a great company. We talked about Axios Local. In addition to that, we've just started Axios Pro, our subscription service, uh, where uh, we get, bring you hyper-relevant news that people will pay for about deals in the climate space, in the retail space, in the healthcare space, and others. Those are growing. That's part of the Cox investment is we will be expanding uh, the number of those. 
And then uh, we have a separate, uh, soon to be separate uh, company, Axios HQ, which lets people uh, uh, deploy smart brevity within their organization. So Axios HQ is software, you open it up, and it helps you write an update in smart brevity, brings you uh, artificial intelligence to help you uh, do that, help co companies communicate at a time when everybody's not around a table, everybody's not in a bullpen the way that they used to be. So so that culture creates a great company. Uh, the, the two specific uh, insights with um, Politico, like one of the ideas that got Politico uh, rolling with John Harris, who's the founding uh, editor of Politico, uh, and Jim Vandehei and I, like something we realized, Jim and John were at the Washington Post. I was at, at Time Magazine. And something we realized then that uh, I think is something that's useful for your listeners today, this is always true, but the insight that we surfed was there were amazing digital tools that weren't being used. So there was all the digital tools that your team Aiden uses every day, but the news was still very much covered as if it were the evening news and the morning paper. And so the idea behind Politico was, could you cover a subject that is of massive consequence with greater urgency, greater voice, greater expertise, greater passion, greater speed? And that turned out to be exactly right. Axios, the insight is that there's all kinds of places to get great information about specific topics. But what Axios does is brings them together, connects business, tech, media, politics, something that helps uh, uh, our very demanding readers, a very influential audience, like navigate all the topics that are gonna shape the next five to 10 years. So that's Axios. So the most important thing is the people, the culture, being an awesome place uh, to work. Um, and uh, that produces a great product, which brings you a great audience, which means a great company. Mike Allen, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Aiden, thanks for the conversation and for your coverage. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Interview. Please subscribe to The Interview on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And check out coverage of my conversation with Mike Allen on Mediaite.com.